Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as part of the Armchair Media Network. College football is basically done. It is I, Rob Paul a.k.a. a future Emmy Award winner. And with me, once again, is AJ, I hate all my picks, Marchese. <laughs> Did you write that before I said that before this podcast? Yeah. I wish. I wish. I say that every but time. But you do say that every time, yeah. So like, I do, it wouldn't yeah. be a shocker if I had. No. Today, we'll be starting our NFL division previews with the AFC and NFC East because the NFL season is going to happen, right? Oh. Right? Let's hit it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving up to Cleveland, maybe. Looking for a Lawrence or Sewell. Don't draft specialists on the first day. Don't draft specialists on the second day. Maybe draft a punter in the six. We'll see. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. At the end of May... Armchair Media signed off on a year-long network sponsorship deal, allowing the company to grow our podcast and video network into new local sports communities. Following the senseless murders of Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, and countless other black community members at the hands of police officers, we want to ensure we do what we can to make a tangible impact on those communities as we grow. Armchair Media will be issuing four $500 scholarships per semester to aspiring black creatives. If you've ever been dismissed as having an unrealistic career path, if you've ever butted heads with parents or teachers because they don't recognize exactly what you want to do with your life, if you have feared to express yourself or put your work into the world due to potential backlash, we strongly encourage you to apply. We recognize that there are creatives out there who may have bypassed college to pursue other avenues, who didn't get into college because their passions didn't translate to collegiate testing, or who did not have access to the financial means to pay for college. That's why there are only three requirements for eligibility. Be a black creative, be under the age of 21, submit a project to scholarship at armchairallamericans.com. As sports keep coming back, other than the Big 12 and, uh, I mean, oh no, the Big 12 is coming back, people. Other than the Big 10 and the Pac-12, so does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, betonline.ag. Major League Baseball will soon be in full swing, debatable, and there are no shortages of ways to get, hey, bet online. Make this a hockey ad. Make it a basketball ad. Baseball mm. feels like the wrong one to chase here. BetOnline <laughs> has all the odds, features, and props for you to bet on. 
Also, tune in as Floyd Money Mayweather joins the Bet Online team in a new segment called The Ice is Right, where he talks about his expansive jewelry collection. He'll give you the chance to win some great prizes and bet the cost of his bling. AJ. Yeah. What do you think Floyd's um, money necklace costs? One dollar, Bob. Visit betonline.ag today to check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. Bet online, your online wagering experts. Quickly, before we dive into NFL talk, like I said, the Big Ten and Pac-12 have canceled their fall football season. The Big 12 says they're going to play. Sankey, the SEC commissioner, made it sound like the SEC is going to play. AJ, yep. how, how sure are you that the SEC Big 12... We'll just call it the SEC, you know, in college basketball where they do the, like the ACC Big Ten Challenge. I love it. That's one of my favorite times of year. Yeah, so this is just the SEC Big 12 Challenge, and they're the only two conferences competing in college football this year. Tell me uh, that, that you, like, that, that'd be kind of cool. Like, there's no pressure as Big Ten people. We wouldn't have any pressure for our teams to succeed. We just Not that I do anyways. If we're just watching. We don't have any rooting interest really in the SEC or the Big 12. We're just enjoying football. And there's okay. there's so, there's going to be so many less games in this weird scenario I've built that you're like getting eyes on all the games. That'd be great. I mean, I, I hope there is football, Rob, and that's all I'll say, I guess. Okay. And I'll, um, I'll say this. I'll, I'll, I'm sure yeah. by next episode we'll have a whole list of Early declarations yeah. for the draft. Yeah. Okay, so the Big Ten and Pac-12 kind of said that they're going to try in the spring. What, what do you give that the odds of that happening? Honestly, because I think about everything in NFL draft terms, mm-hmm. I like can't even wrap my head around it because it's like, in that scenario, like Justin Fields isn't playing that season. Like no. the, the the meaningful draft prospects that we're going to care about and, and be scouting all year will just opt out, and it feels like it'd be a really Mickey Mouse season, and it mm-hmm. doesn't seem worth it. Although, it puts the schools in a bad spot where they're not raking in the massive amounts of money that they make through college football. Yeah, it, it's it's it goes a bit both ways, like. If they punted till and just said 2021 fall is what we're aiming for, that probably would have been better for the players, but... To give them an idea, well, the worst part is the players are going to have no idea. Exactly. Which is what it's been like the last couple of months. And it just kind of leads them on. And then we see all these FCS guys transfer out of the FCS because it looks like there's not going to be any season, but the Power Five is still trying to play. And then they transfer, and then a week later, the Power Five's conferences start to bail. And it's just putting yeah. all the kids in a really bad spot, I think. Yeah. The, the adult thing to do would be to start prepping for fall 2021. Yeah, no, exactly. But not to defend the conferences, but we don't know what the landscape vis-a-vis COVID will look like in the spring. But yeah, it definitely would have just been better for well, everyone I, to, to get ready for it next fall. And hold on, how was this like being decided still 20... 20- two days until the season was originally supposed to kick off. Yeah, week, week zero was August 29th, Saturday, August 29th. It's <laughs> yeah, like so three eight, weeks 17 days. Yeah. yeah. So It's uh, like how the NFL started, like, kept fucking around with that deadline. The You know, the, the opt-out deadline was moving two days before it was happening. And, you know, the, all the, the NFLPA and figuring all that out was still going on, like, two weeks ago when they had 
you know, like at the draft, they were like, yeah, there's no chance we're dealing with this at all come September. And then they just bided their time the yeah. whole time. It, it, it's just, yeah. Like the, the, the only commissioner who seems like he's been overly active and putting things together was Adam Silver in the NBA's in by far the best situation. I mean, I, I do not like Gary Batman at all, but the NHL has done great too. Yeah, I just didn't want to talk about Batman. <laughs> but no, both no, both Silver and and Batman have done. Batman hates hockey. Jobs. People forget Batman was um, an NBA guy. Yeah, exactly. Um, Who rigged the the, the draw for uh, Patrick Ewing and now rigged it for the Rangers? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, save your takes on that for our, our NHL draft pod. Um, okay. I think that at the end of the day, the main thing that's concerning coming out of this is there's no one person who watches over college football there's no college football commissioner and that at the end of the day is the issue because mark emmerich did nothing for this whole situation yep and then on top of that it's we saw the players try to get some traction on really putting together a players union which i think Mm -hmm. is obviously the step in the right direction whether it's got like whether it's got to do with playing this year or not just that is something that should be in place in general and players should be able to make money off their name which is gonna happen with their likeness down the road but if the players could unionize and there could be a commissioner i think that would not fix college football because college football is morally bankrupt (laughs) yeah but it would at least uh if those things were in place at this time I think we would have been a lot more likely to have some sort of college football season or at least some idea of what's going to happen in the next two years. It's kind of crazy that like 700 players could come together and form something quickly, but five conferences couldn't figure anything out between each other. Like, yeah, It's ridiculous. Speaking of ridiculous... Adam Gase. Adam Gase is back! All right. So last time I'll say his name this episode, Rob, I promise. Yeah, you're just going to start talking about Dow? Commander <laughs> Lieutenant Dow? Um, <laughs> we're talking AFC East, then we're going to do some ads, then we're going to talk to AFC East. Uh, maybe I'll remember don't. to timestamp it in the bio, so if you don't want to listen to AFC East talk and you're a big NFC East guy, you can skip to it, but I'll probably forget to do that. Don't tell the people about the ads. They're supposed to be a surprise. Oh, sorry. Right. They're not ads. We're just like we just like talking about <laughs> these things. It's true. Uh, okay, AFC East. Um, we'll start with our records and how we see the division play out. They are, the AFC East is playing the AFC West and NFC West this year. One of the tougher yeah. um, slates. How do you have this thing playing out? Do you, are you going top to bottom or bottom to top? I was about to ask you the same thing. Let, let's Okay, we're going to change this for each division. We're, as we always <laughs> do, make no this shit up on the fly. That's our show. That's our thing, baby. I'm going bottom to top, okay? Do you I? get to set it for... No, we have to do the same thing okay, for each division. Okay, okay. But next division, uh, I have the choice. To choose. I'm going middle to outside. <laughs> okay, at the bottom of the AFC East, you guessed it, the New York Jets. I'm going four and twelve, and Adam Gase gets fired. I didn't say that. Uh, third place, I got the Miami Dolphins, six and ten. Second place. This is maybe where it gets hot. I I, I think their win over under is nine and a half right now. I got the Patriots going eight and eight, and I got our Buffalo Bills circled away and winning the division ten and six. All right, so we're we're in the same ballpark with most of this. I have the Jets finishing last at three and thirteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dolphins second to last six and ten. The Buffalo mm-hmm. Bills hey, finish your drink there. Yeah. Yep. 
The Buffalo Bills come in second in the division at 8-8. Eight and eight, And I still have the Patriots winning the division at 9-7, and seven, despite them being the only team that really took a hit from opt-outs. Yeah, eight, eight guys, right? Yeah, and, and, and quality guys. Like, Dante Hightower is one of the Hightower. most underrated defensive players in, in the NFL. For sure. Um, Marcus Cannon is a big one, too. Yeah, it, um, the Hightower one seems even more big because they lost Kyle Van Noy and Jamie Collins in the offseason. Yeah, that linebacker group is uh, young and unheralded. Yeah, yeah like uh, Josh Uche and Anthony Jennings are going to have to step up big. Yeah, and like Juwan Bentley's kind of the only guy in in the group who's yeah. kind of done anything in their career. Yeah. Um, but, okay, uh, ultimately I have the Patriots taking it over the Bills because I take Cam Newton over Josh Allen every day of the fair week. Fair enough. Every yeah. day of the week and twice on Sundays. I will, <laughs> I will say, the health. I, like, I'm, I'm always going to have that in the back of my head with Cam Newton, right? Right, but Josh Allen's bad. Uh, oh, and, okay. And, well, save it for a quarterback rankings. Well. Yeah, don't, don't worry. And then uh, also on top of that, I mean, I just don't want to be the guy who doubts Bill Belichick. But like, like you said, you always said it was Brady's team, Belichick system <laughs> coach. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, let me let me sell you on the Bills as the champ. Ten and six last year, easier schedule, mm-hmm. probably for sure. Mm-hmm. Did they get worse? No, that's for sure. Did they get better? I think so. I think. So. I mean, well, obviously, everyone thinks that huge addition. You, Go ahead. You, yeah. you can argue whether they they even got better or not. The Patriots did get worse. Absolutely, exactly. It goes both ways. So that's why, like, for them to drop off ten wins seems a little iffy. And if it is, I think it's nine and seven, ten and six. But I also don't see them going eleven and five. Which is kind of funny. I think that's their ceiling. Their floor is nine and seven. Although, uh, for the most part, I do agree with you. I think the obviously the Stephon Diggs addition gives them that true wide receiver one, and J- John Brown and Cole Beasley were pretty great last year. Yeah, um, and you're and you're going to see like Dawson Knox. I think is going to take a step forward. And, I think and, the off the line is better. They've invested a lot there. The, yeah. the running game, like Devin Singletary. And Zach Moss, I think, is a really fun one-two punch. One I, of our favorites. Yeah. I still question the offensive line. It's better. It's not great. Although uh, that's I, for sure. I, I, I'll never understand why the Jets cut Brian Winters and then the Bills yeah. sign him and Brian Winters potentially going to – whether he, he's at, at minimum the swing guard in Buffalo, and I, I think he was pretty clearly – a starter with the Jets, so that was a weird. <laughs> it's a, like for for a team that might have the worst offensive line in the league. Uh, that's a weird cut, and then it's a nice little addition for the Billies, like you said. I, I so I think I, it's probably an average offensive line. Yes, it's a top ten at worst defense, top Absolutely. five, I think. Yeah. Then it, it, Sean McDermott, I think, is one of the best coaches in football. Really, yeah. really good staff around him too. That's been there. Brian Dable, I think, is the most underrated offensive coordinator in the league. My issue just keeps coming back to Josh Allen. I think another year of tape on Josh Allen has, like, teams are going to have a better idea of how to attack him. If you contain him, he's not going to beat you with his arm, I don't think, consistently enough. Uh, yeah. So, I, like, 8-8's eight eight's not bad. With this, the extra team in the playoffs this year, I think the Bills probably make it. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not – we're going to make all of our picks later, but I, I think the, the Patriots probably get in at 8-8 eight and eight too. Um, yeah, no, I think I – yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how those those the three wild cards in the AFC play out. For sure, quick quickly on the Pats, it's like I don't know. There feels like there's questions at almost every position there. Like not like 
all the guys they lost in the offseason, which is a long list of guys, plus all the opt-outs, which, again, um, I'm some... Keep in mind, yeah, the, my, me picking the Pats to go 9-7 is very boomer bust, like you said, based on Cam yeah. Newton's health, and then me just trusting Belichick. I also do think it's it's the best offensive line in, in the division. Uh, Yeah, it is, but the, the, the yeah. one tackle spot is a big question. Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, that's better than... Than the yeah the the, bill, the bills are certainly the second best offensive line by I think mm-hmm. probably a large margin, um yeah. and then but, but just jump back to the Pats it's I do think Mosinu is going to be better this year he has to be right like he's a good football player and then he's just nothing when he went to England right and I do think Nikhil Harry's gonna at least they'll have a better idea of what Nikhil Harry can do I also do think it's gonna be interesting to see what McDaniel's does with his offense he doesn't have to kind of stick with the same thing he's been doing for years with Brady, they can yeah. formulate it around Cam Newton. Look what he, like, not to say they did a fantastic job those four games Brady was suspended back in the day with Jimmy G and Jacoby Brissett, but, like, that was just throwing two, ran- or not random guys, but two young guys into the fire, for mm-hmm. the, and, and they adapted the offense to their skill set. And Cam Newton's one of the greatest athletes to ever play in the NFL in general. And the Tampa Bay Lightning have won the game. Fuck. Five OTs, people. AJ, AJ isn't able to watch the game while we record. I am, so bam. What about, like One of the greatest goalie performances of all time by Corpusello. And that's why we picked him in the series. Yeah, he, he set the NHL record for saves tonight. Yeah. yeah I think oh, he shit. finished with 85. Fuck, that's insane. That's going to hurt them, though. They, they basically played like six games in six days now. Anyways. Anyways, back to Pat's talk. Um... I, I, I honestly, at the end of the day, I'm banking on. The, I, I don't want to underrate losing some of the guys they lost uh, mm-hmm. to the opt out, but I do think like Pat Chung was on his last legs. Like I think Kyle Duggar was brought in He's to playing, yeah, and it's just you're gonna get him on the field sooner. They signed Adrian yeah. Phillips in the offseason from the Chargers two years ago. Adrian Phillips, when he was healthy was not only one of the best special teamers in the league, but one of the best third safeties in football and a guy who who adds a lot of position versatility with his ability to play dime linebacker. And I think that having those two, Duggar and, and Phillips with Devin McCourty, it's a really fun trio of safeties. They've got a lot mm-hmm. of they've got a really interesting combination of DBs in terms of they've got studs in Stephon Gilmore and JC Jackson. Veteran in Devin McCourty who's been around the block. Veteran in Jason McCourty some unproven, interesting talent uh, with Duggar, and they just trade for Mike Jackson from the Lions. So watch it. Yeah, that's a low, low key nice pickup. Uh, and like our guys and Jawan Williams, like they've invested. You want to yep. see? You, they kind of have to have a, 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 a pass rusher really emerge, whether that's Chase yep. Winovich or uh, Dietrich. It'll Weiss. be a Michigan man, baby. Don't worry. <laughs> but I, I don't know. At the end of the day, I think it's. I, I just can't bank, bet against that. I can't bet it. I love Cam Newton too much, and I can't bet against Belichick. I think that the Belichick part is the the, the real reason. Yeah, well, like, I like love that, Cam Newton too. Like, yeah, I like, like if Cam, Cam, healthy, Newton, is Cam healthy, Newton is the best quarterback in this division, the top fifteen quarterback in the NFL. Yes, absolutely. Um, so that's the big one. But like, yeah, it's like having their win total at nine and a half. If it was any 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 other head coach in the history of the sport, probably I'd take, I'd like bet on the under. I, I would that, I, if, if there was any other head coach in the history of the sport, the win total would probably be seven and a half. That's also true, and I'm sure Bill Belichick is just looking at this defense and seeing all these young guys, 
and it's it's exciting i'm sure for him it's like it, there's a lot of creativity like a lot of versatile guys like you mentioned bringing duggar bringing yuchi as rookies like that's I'm sure he's going to have a lot of fun coaching that, this team. That, that's this what year. I was going to say. At minimum, it's a really interesting team to watch. Like I, I am. This might be weird, but like I'm more excited for this Patriots team than any Brady-led team, just because of the the young um, defensive talent, and then obviously Cam Newton. Well, like you're right. It's the most interesting they've been in it's, a decade because you knew what you were getting every time before. Now it's, it's just like okay, wild card. They're they're running over the AFC East. They're winning twelve games. They'll be in the AFC Championship game. That's it. We'll see if they win the Super Bowl. Like that's the only question. And yeah, this is this year. It's like, is this all kind of gonna fall apart? Which you doubt because it's Bill Belichick. Yeah. Or, or is this gonna boom big with Cam Newton? Um, it, definitely exciting, like you said. Um, I don't even want to talk about the New York Jets. I, I was gonna jump to the Dolphins. Yeah, let's talk Dolphins. If, if um, Tua had a full off season, do you? Th- do you think yeah. you would maybe give them more wins, or do you think he starts week one despite the short off season? I I don't really think so, right? I don't know. Like I, I know, know he's I... been cleared, but why rush him is kind of my thought process. Like this yeah. is this is a team that I think is headed in the right direction. I think Brian Flores proved that last year. He he seems to be the right guy for the job. For sure, they, they invested a lot all over the place whether it was smart moves or not, and, and, and they had a ton of draft capital and still do. So I think it's a team that's two years away from mm-hmm. really giving the Bills and the Pats a run at the top. So I guess why a, rush Tua into action? Yeah. Uh, I'll start here. It's like it's a, it's a compliment to Brian Flores. I kind of feel like the bottom for this team is 5-11, and 11, maybe even already 6-10 and 10 where we both have them. And then the ceiling is 7-9, and nine, which, which getting to 7-9 and nine after that turnaround when he looked at that roster a year ago today... Uh, is really impressive, and I, I think seven to nine is definitely possible. Uh, but going back to the two point, when do you see him making his NFL debut? Debut? Uh, what week? If you had to put a week on it, it's so weird because it's. I think he'd be probably starting week one if we had a, a real yeah, off-season I'm, training. I'm camp gonna say and, I'm gonna say week five. Yeah, I, I, I think we'll see him early. I, the I the other too. thing too is it's like Fitz isn't terrible. Fitz is still a top thirty two quarterback, so it's not like mm-hmm. like it's not a situation where he's competing with fucking Matt Barkley to start, right? Yeah, he's no, competing it, with a competent quarterback. Yeah, if you're Miami, like obviously this has been chaos, and you you're upset you haven't gotten into the time with Tua, but you're feeling pretty good because you have Fitz, who's been in the league for a thousand years. And can still play. The other, the other thing, if you go position by position with the Dolphins, quarterback room got better. You added Tua. Running back room got significantly better. You add Jordan yep. Howard and Matt Breda. And that that was probably the worst running back room in, in the NFL last yeah, year. Yeah, for, for and, sure. And I think at, at minimum, between Breda and Howard, you have at minimum an average backfield. Yep. Uh, receiver room, it's still... You're banking Preston on Dev- Williams coming back healthy. Yeah, yeah, and you're banking on Devontae Parker staying healthy. But so it didn't yeah. get worse. It didn't get worse. Yeah, I think it stayed no. about the same. You do lose Albert Wilson because he opted out, but it stays about the same. Tight end room. Um, it stays about- Adam Shaheen. <laughs> you made that big move for Adam Shaheen. <laughs> so like Gasecki's back. It, it stays about the same. The offensive line. It, you, inv- it can you invested in it, it better. can only get better. Yeah, you. Yeah, I think true. Robert Hunt is going to be a plug-and-play guard for them. I don't think Austin Jackson's ready to play, but he's probably going to have to play because there's not a whole lot else going on. Exactly, yeah. But, like, if you look at it, you've got Dieter, Hunt, and Austin Jackson as your core of young guys who are 
in theory, if they pan out, you're you're starters for the entirety of Tua's rookie contract. Mm-hmm. So I, I think you, you the O line definitely got better. You they they did a really good job in kind of spending money, maybe not on the smartest people. But again, they're not in win now mode, so it's no. like paying Shaq Lawson. I don't think it was a good contract. I, I, I don't think a handful of their contracts were great. But um, like Eric Flowers, another one I don't love. But it, it's adding better players to positions yes. of need. The and lo- it's uh, it, it's not going to put you in cap hell because they have so much space. And I think the most interesting group is the linebacker group. It's a lot of guys there, eh? And then they put so much money in, in draft capital into the defensive backs that, like, their secondary should be just just good, right? Yeah, I mean, Byron Jones Byron, and Xavier Howard. That's one of the best corner duos in football. Exactly. You draft Noah, Noah I to be your starting nickel. You you draft Brandon Jones, who I think is going to compete for a starting job. And then, probably. And, yep. and then probably Bobby McCain. Uh, is your other safety slash your nickel? You get some position versatility between that. Like, no, I can play outside or in. Uh, Brandon Jones can play. He, I mean, I think he's his best is like a dime linebacker, and they still have Eric Rowe too. There's just I don't know. It's yeah. not a. It, they're going to be competitive. They're just not a eight win or more team. Agreed. It's a lot of um, words. I'm sorry. Yeah, let's skip the Jets entirely. Cause <laughs> I, I mean. Maybe a rule should be until they have a new coaching staff, we don't talk about them. I mean, that's probably a good rule because whenever we start talking about the coach that won't be named, we go down a big rabbit hole. So I will say this. <laughs> I'm excited to see Makai Becton. I'm excited to see Denzel yeah. Mims. Yeah, they did. And Ashton Davis, yeah. So, like, we have no issue with the GM. No. Joe Douglas. Well, I'm Joe Douglas, good guy. Fire your staff. Bring in your own guys, even though apparently the coach you should still, I still don't buy it. Like, I don't know. The, the other thing is, like, CJ Mosley, that doesn't look great. The, the fact no. that he opted out and missed all of last year. And, um, I, I, I want to see what happens with Quinn and Williams. And, and, Me too. That, that, that's the only, like, well, you, real interesting thing. You, well, the other interesting... And you, Darnold. Yeah. Darnold's going to be... Uh, I don't know. I, he's so hard to get a read on. I know. It's Adam Gase's fault, though. Let's move on. Um, hey, can you at least give Joe Douglas a shout-out for giving you Jamal Adams? Uh, hey, uh, first of all, you did a great job paying, getting us to pay him big, baby. Yeah, that's, that's, well, that, that, like, well I don't think Joe Douglas is... Uh, I don't think he's, like, killing it, but I don't... Like, he seems like he's doing the best he can with the situation that is the Jazz. Definitely. Definitely. Oh. Okay. Uh, next, let's rank the quarterbacks in the division. Uh, wait, we go ten to one, right? Sure. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> ten, just for the memes. I, I I was gonna go one to ten, but I threw I threw old Jake Fromm down here because I had to for the joke. Well, uh, it's not even. There's just not enough quarterbacks in the division no, for them to be on the list. There's not. Uh, nine, Matt Barkley. <laughs> Eight. Oh, Brian Hoyer, I still got some trust in there. We have very different lists. I don't mean, I honestly, I just threw these down. Yeah, I don't, I don't think care. nobody cares. This, yeah, exactly. is, this is more for us when it's fun backup quarterback stuff. But. Seven, Jared Stidham. He was the future until he wasn't. Six, Josh Rosen. I still believe he was the hey, future until he wasn't. Hey, finish your drink. Yes. We still both believe in him. I know. 
Uh, fifth, fifth, I got Fitz. Me 55, too. I call him. Uh, fourth, I got Sam Darnold. Me too. Third, I got Tua. Oh no. Oh, second, I got Josh Allen, oh. and first, I got Cam Newton. You would take Josh Allen over Tua. It's like he's got two seasons on of bad obviously had a higher grade on of playing fullback <clears> as a quarterback. <throat> <laughs> playoff games like okay two is gonna pass Allen but right now I, I, I'm gonna do that gun to the so head uh, I'm taking two all day uh, okay ten I, of course I've got James Morgan remember when he was like the dude on draft twitter for a week yeah. uh, overdrafted n- nine Jake Fromm eight Jared <clears throat> Stidham those three guys could be the same guy to me seven Joe Flacco Super Bowl MVP oh I forgot about Flacco anyways I'm happy he's not on my list though Six, Josh Rosen. Five, Fitz. Four, Sam Darnold. Three, Josh Allen. Two, Tua. One, Cam Newton. Yep. Uh, I mean, this division is probably the worst for this game. I know. I know. It is. At least at least we got Tua now. Like, at least now, honestly, for the first time in a while, all four theoretical starting quarterbacks in the division are fun. Yeah, they're entertaining uh, at some some form or some level. Definitely, like I I don't like Josh Allen, but he's still fun to watch. Like, remember when he did that rugby pitch in the in the playoff game? Yeah, it was sick. A fucking, that's why my my nickname for the, of the wildebeest. I'm sticking with it's it. Even really though it's not picking nickname. up steam. It's a really good. Oh, I thought nickname. you hated it. No, hated no. It. Well, first of all, big wildebeest fan. <laughs> they look like a buffalo, kind of. Way the same cooler family. name. He's, he plays wild. He's big. That's my nickname. We should bring back nicknames that aren't just some form of the guy's actual name. We t- we talk about this all the time. I'm th- yeah. pretty sure we were going to do a nickname show in the summer, but we uh, we had real content. <laughs> um, maybe maybe each div- can now. This is a big ask from me to you. Can okay. you give us a, 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 a each division we go through? You have to give us one nickname. So today you've given us for the AFC the East, Josh the Wildebeest Allen. We this is the only one I had. Like for yeah, a while I can't wait too. to I can't wait to figure out in the same episode what you end up having for the NFC yeah. East in in eight minutes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's go through the awards. Uh, okay, off the top, who's who's your uh, MVP pick from the division? It's Cam not, Newton. It's not a good division for it. No, and again, I don't have the Patriots winning, but uh, if anyone's gonna boom, it's gonna be Cam. He's realistically the only player in the division who has any chance at it. Right? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure some people think Josh Allen, but other than that, it's him. I like, I, like, I, spoilers for one second from now. I picked him for OPOY too. I know it's cheating, but realistically, it's not cheating. If he, if he wins MVP, he's winning Offensive Player of the Year. Um, if you had to pick a second person for MVP in the division, who would don't, you pick? Don't make me say Josh Allen. Rob. Mine's not him. Just say the wildebeest. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, if there was a wildebeest that was allowed to play football. I would pick that creature. It's a bad joke. Uh, That's not a joke. Okay. (laughs) My pick would be Stephon Kilborn. Probably probably correct, yeah. Offensive player of the year, you already said Cam Newton. Yeah. Just because I I hate that those are... I hate giving it to the same guy. I think Stephon Diggs is pretty... Like, if it's not... Let's say Cam Newton's not good this year. Yeah. It would be Stephon Diggs. Okay, I, I, I wanted to bring this up earlier, actually. I have a friendly bet for a beer with one of our friends... Uh, fuck, a sh- he's never got a shout-out. Packers owner, Vinay Sharma, on uh, I got a friendly bet for a beer on, on Stephon Dick's <laughs> um, reception yardage this year. I think it's like 700, but what would you put the over-under at? Wait, you have the over on that? 
Yeah, I, I mean, I have Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs in our fantasy league, so I had to take the over. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, does does our our Packers owner friend Vinay hate Stephon Diggs? Why would he be under seven hundred? I, I I don't know. I think I just we were talking about it. I jokingly said, "Yeah, it's gonna be like seven hundred yards," and then he's like, "Do you want the over or the under?" <laughs> so where would you set it at? I would set it at. I mean, considering John Brown had a thousand last year for them, it's true. Yeah. Uh, Stephon Diggs is a better player. Uh, Stephon Diggs is a top ten receiver. I, I, I would set it at a thousand flat. What What's going to be more though, uh, reception yards for Stephon Diggs or air yards of overthrow? From Josh Allen over Stephon Diggs' head. It's a good question. How quickly until Stephon Diggs is asking for <laughs> Matt Barkley to start? Davis Webb? Oh, Webb's finally going to get the it's love. It's my favorite quarterback series. room. Josh Allen, Matt Barkley, Jake Fromm, Davis Webb. Two massive arm guys. Two guys who probably can't throw the ball more than 20 yards. <laughs> uh, okay, who's your defensive player of the year? I mean, you have to pick the defending champion in Stephon Gilmore. Which makes the more interesting question. I also pick Stephon Gilmore. He's the best corner in the NFL right now. Um, he's ridiculous. Who would your second choice be? Tremaine Edmonds. That's off the top of my head. Yeah, I think it's him or Tredavious White, right? Because the Bills defense yeah. will be the best in the division. And those are... Trey White is the best player on that defense. But Tremaine Edmonds, I think... like Stats. Considering... Well, considering how... Like he 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 had not a bad rookie year. I I think he was outshone by like LVE and Roquan Smith, but yeah, he took such a leap in year two. He made the Pro Bowl last year. Yeah, so I think and he's still so young and freaky and like he's he's only twenty two. He just turned twenty two. He's entering year three. Like yeah. I think he is the 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 if if you're gonna bet on it, I'm sure that's the guy to bet on. Yeah, if, if he didn't make the Pro Bowl last year, he was like my easy choice for breakout and like a big breakout. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, who's your offensive rookie of the year choice? Tua. The division not good for offensive rookies. Uh, in, in I mean, assuming Tua plays eight games, he's the obvious choice. I think. Right? Yeah. Second, Mims off the top. Of yeah, head, that's who, right that's who, that's who I put second. Yeah. The defensive rookie of the year question is a lot more interesting, a lot more fun, I think. I agree. Um, I struggled. Again, there's no clear choice here, but there's a lot of interesting guys. Well, it's a lot of guys who weren't, like, a lot of day two draft picks. Yeah. I I said fucking, I picked Josh Uchi. Okay, he was my second choice. I picked Kyle Duggar. I think those guys both, considering, again, who the Pats had opt out, those guys are both going to have to play significantly more snaps than I think was planned yeah. originally. Yeah, um, I'm interested to see how they deploy Josh Uche. I think Anthony I Jennings is more of a fit for what Dante Hightower did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And Uche is more of the Kyle Van Noy here. I was looking at the uh, the actual betting odds, and AJ Epineza is like in the top he, ten. He's my third choice. My issue there was more just the depth. Yeah, exactly. In general, on that defensive line. Um, like Jerry Hughes and Mario Addison are the Wiley vets. They both still play at average to above average level, and, and I think Sean, Sean McDermott's not going to force a rookie onto the field unless exactly. he has to. So that was kind of my thought process there. And again, like Duggar, Uche, Anthony Jennings, those guys are going to be play. yeah. My other choice is Brandon Jones in the Dolphins, just because I, I was pretty high on him, and I think he's a really fun fit. 
in that Pat Chung role for uh, Ashton Davis, baby. <laughs> I just don't trust anyone on the Jets. No, I know Greg Williams is going to have him uh, on the goal line every snap. Yeah, he does the opposite of. <laughs> he's just always doing the opposite of what his safety should do. Oh yeah, no, oh yeah, or he's going to have him <laughs> on the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Um, Anyways, okay, who's your offensive line of the year? We hit it already. It's the Patriots. Yeah, I, I as long as Isaiah wins healthy. Yes. Uh, yeah. If if wins not healthy and well, the other juice. D- David Andrews is coming off sitting out last year. Mm-hmm. That's true. The uh, the main thing is Shaq Mason Joe Thune are studs. Maybe the best guard combo in the NFL. One of the yeah. one of the five at least. And then yeah, if Isaiah wins healthy, he looked promising. David Andrews one of the most solid centers in the league. And yeah, I'm I'm predicting Kajus kind of steps in the right tackle, and, and does a good enough job. Hopefully, big. We're both fans of his. So. Very true. And the rest of the line in the division kind of trash. Yeah, exactly. Uh, comeback player of the year candidate. Cam Newton. Yeah. I had C.J. Mosley second. He opted out, but yeah, Cam Newton's <laughs> obvious. Okay, most improved player. Now I might have cheated a little bit here, but I think I. <laughs> I think I cheated too. Quinnen Williams, who I picked. Okay, well, I did a similar thing, not as blatant. I picked Nikhil Harry because I think he, he was, was he was just not he was my, good. He was my second choice. So. He was not good, and they need him to break out. I try to avoid most improved being just a guy who was a high draft pick going into year two because that feels like shit. I know, I know. But they need Harry to step up. So yeah, I just didn't feel strong about any of the other. There just wasn't. There's not a lot of great candidates yeah. for it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, even Breakout, like, I don't know. I I, I struggled, too. I put Ed Oliver, because I think he's yeah, going to I, I go did as big. well, so. But that's that's saying he's going to go big instead of yeah. just... Yeah, yeah, I, I feel, yeah, I feel like Breakout's, you're hitting Pro Bowl form. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I mean, Quinn and Williams for the Jets' defense to be fun does need to improve. It's, it also doesn't help that Jeffrey Simmons and Ed Oliver have really good uh, mm-hmm. rookie years. And, like, Quinn Williams didn't have a bad rookie year. It just wasn't memorable at all. I know, for real. And then Nick Bosa also just being dominant kind of made that look bad. And then with yeah. Nikhil Harry, it's just they need him to be that second, third option this year. And I'm Definitely. excited to see with Cam Newton. Maybe they, they just scheme him the ball more, like get him involved in bubble screens and really spread out that offense and embrace college concepts. Yeah, like, you know, Harry was so dynamic because he was so physical after the catch. Mm-hmm. You just need the ball in his hands. Like, he's never going to be a great route runner. He's never going to create separation, a ton yeah. of separation. Like, he, you just... And Cam, the other thing with Cam is he has a history of having shitty receivers who don't create separation and him being True. willing to put the ball in contested catch situations. Like, give me Nikhil Harry over... Um, Benjamin all day long mm-hmm. and that's a guy who I think can make a difference so if Cam and him kind of get on the same page I think that he's got a chance so with Ed Oliver it's just you saw it last year it, it didn't reflect through the stat sheet maybe as much as his actual play did on tape yeah I, I think the stats will come this yeah year. like he he to me uh, he's going to be one of the leading Sack artists on the interior, I think, this year. I do, too. Uh, coach of the year. I picked McDermott because I have them winning the division. Um, but, I mean, if the Patriots win the division, Bill Belichick, I mean, should just win the award in real life? Yes. 
I think I picked Bill Belichick because I have them in the division. Yeah, I mean, it, it finally feels like. I mean, obviously he he should have won this award in real life like every year, but we know how the award works. Um, some this this maybe he did all this so he can win Coach of the Year. Rob, that's my theory. Assistant Coach of the Year, Brian Dable. Hey, retweet. Does Brian Dable become a head coach in twenty twenty one? Uh, no. Okay. Does he become an NFL head coach ever? Yes. I agree. Uh, GM of the year. Brandon Bean. I want Chris Greer. I just think okay. the, the Dolphins are going to show enough um, yeah. that he's kind of got this thing trending in the right direction. And, again, they have so much draft capital still and a lot of young guys, and they're investing. So Yeah, no, no strong – I mean, Brian Dable's a legit strong pick there, but, like, no strong pick at, like, GM. And head coach is, like, I, I don't see McDermott winning it. And Belichick, Belichick will like never it. win it because he should win it. It's the pop conundrum. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 2020 has been the year of things happening that are completely out of your control. But there is one thing you control, and that's shaving your bush. Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to remind you to do so. When was the last time you shaved your balls, Rob? Uh, Masking myself. Oh, last week, cut myself. You. Cut myself all over because I didn't oh, have. Not- I didn't have my my lawnmower three which is a premium electric trimmer that's designed to give you a confidence boost through body image, which I need right now. Their ceramic oh. blade and skin safe technology are designed to reduce nicks and tugs on your fellas down low. The lawnmower three is also waterproof and comes with an LED light, so you can manscape in the shower, in the dark, or in a dark shower. Whatever floats your boat. See, I was doing it in the dark shower, but I didn't have a light. That's how you get all the cuts. Uh, <laughs> had to do some self-stitching. They also just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add-on to their lawnmower three trimmer. The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes tip tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. I think if I own the Shears 2.0, I'd get really into tweezing. I feel like tweezing is underappreciated. I've never tweezed anything before. I just feel like maybe that's something I could get into if I had the tools to do so. Do Yeah, like, do you even own a pair of tweezers? No. I don't know if I've ever See? touched a pair of tweezers. The Shears 2.0 nail kit allows you to pluck your eyebrows and trim your nails in style. I kind of have a bit of a natural unibrow, so I could really use this. Don't we all, Rob? On, Don't we all. on their website, you'll also find the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. I could use that right now. It's pretty warm in here. This will help you tame the summer swamp ass with natural hydrators and antioxidants. You'll also find the Crop Reviver, a testy toner that's like having cologne that is designed for your balls. We won't judge you if we catch you sniffing yourself. Go to manscaped.com and check out some of these life-changing products. In fact, listeners of the show will get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code armchair. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving that front trunk. I did it right. It was all I was thinking about the whole time, though. I know. I could tell you were distracted through that whole thing. And you know what else, AJ? You, know you stuck the goddamn landing. I yeah, did. What else? And what else is distracting me is this NBA game. I've got thousands of dollars on. I, I I have the I have the Sacramento Kings winning outright over New Orleans, and I bet the the fucking house on it. And uh, that feels like it was oh, a mistake, but I did so oh, at BetOnline.ag. And you know what money I used to do that? The money I the... saved on my lawnmower 3.0. Yes, that is wow. right, AJ. I 
I just take so much advantage of all all these great deals we've got through making it's amazing. Bet online. It's amazing. You got to spend money to make money. That's what I've always said. That's why I got it tattooed on my bicep inside. You of it. you you came up with that saying, and uh, you know what else I came up with, AJ? The uh, NFC the- East playing all the primetime games. Ah, uh, you did that. Okay, NFC East talk. Uh, they'll be playing the AFC North, North and NFC West. That's probably harder than the previous. Yeah. This is the hardest yeah. one. I'll say that yeah. every time. I know you will. Uh, we're doing we're doing the NFC East records. Um, we're going top to bottom this time. Yeah. And go ahead. I'm sticking with my guns. When we did our, our uh, over under wins a few weeks ago, I just stuck with it, and it, it felt right when I was. No memory of doing that show. It was a while ago. I guess it was May. I don't even remember. <laughs> uh, and then it felt right when I was picking all the games. So I got the Eagles winning the division at ten and six. I got the Cowboys in second and nine and seven. Then, like, I, I want to say it gets interesting, but it doesn't at the bottom. I feel like those two teams are a lock, obviously. Uh, third, I got Washington at five and eleven, and fourth, I got the Giants four and twelve. You're high on the Washington. I like Ron Rivera. I, I like too that much, defense. I think it's going to take some time. Their, their schedule isn't that hard either. I don't know. I think I had them getting swept by the North and the West. The NFC West and NFC North. That is. Um, I have the Dallas Cowboys winning the division at 9-7. and seven. The Eagles coming second at 9-7. and seven. Both playoff teams. Giants third at 4-12. and 12 in, in the Washington uh, football team, 2-14. and 14. Whoa, okay. We got a big jump. So we, we hit two of our four. And we got a big jump in Washington. I don't know. I, what, so what, what did you have Dallas at? Sorry, nine and seven. And would you have Philly at ten and six? Okay, that's what I thought. I kind of mix that up in my head. I don't listen it's when okay. you talk. I know. I don't listen when you talk. Yeah, you pay so much attention. You're taking notes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you just see my sheet. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, it's not like I trust Washington. There's a. There's I a I mean bit. I get it with just for the first time they have an adult in the room with Ron Rivera. Yeah. It seems like they're really put like just looking at the Darius guy's situation. They really put mm-hmm. him out front, and it felt like he was in charge of the team. It felt like he wasn't just the head coach in that moment. Like he is the man with a plan. I, yeah, I, I did all my picks before the guy's situation. Not my my record picks before the guy's well. Situation. No, no, no. But just regardless of that, I just mean the way yeah. he was kind of took charge there. I, yeah. I understand. It's like I mean. It's not like Bruce Allen's still in the building, and who knows who's running the, the team as head coach. So mm-hmm. I, I do get part of that. Um, my thing is, I, although I do like Dwayne Haskins, I'm not one of those people who are giving up on it. I think Dwayne Haskins had a better year than a lot of people give him credit for, too. I agree. And, I mean, yeah, it was late, but uh, so many people just tossed him aside. It's the same thing that happened with Jared Goff, right? And it really just takes proper development and that wasn't the place for it and he 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 had he's a guy who played one year of college football so he was a little more uh is the saying ripe sure i was gonna say green in the gills is that a saying i i used that too much on the last episode okay um so i said ripe this time nice so i i do think things are trending in the right direction um i i kind of I'm interested to see what happens with them. I, I I think even though I do trust Wayne Haskins, it's just going to be hard for them to kind of get it going. 
I, I think like the Turners being there are it's more adults in the room. Scott North Turner, yeah. And, yeah. and that will help with development. I'm not one of these people who think Kyle Allen's going to be competing for the job or anything. But Me then either. then you just look at oh it, it the, the the issues start piling up. The offensive line there's a lot of holes there. They trade Trent Williams. Um, the wide receiver core outside Terry McLaurin is extremely unproven. Kelvin Harmon was supposed to be a big contributor this year. He's already yeah. out. The running back room, they just cut guys, obviously, and it's like you're relying on year 14 Adrian Peterson and Antonio Gibson, who's more of a chess piece than a true running back, I would say. You legitimately just don't have a tight end. I mean, well, maybe Logan, <laughs> Logan Thomas. Thomas. I don't know. Logan, Logan Thomas. Hantages. Yeah. So, uh, to me, I do think... I think they they have a worse record than they are a bad team. You know, like I think this team That's is fair. better than last year for sure. I just yeah. I, I I I don't know. Plus, what a what a fucked up off season for them. Yeah, that's yeah. There's just so much going into it, and I think again, like the front seven's really fun if it stays healthy and all together, and like they just it's, yeah activated Ruben Foster off off uh, the IR as well, and. Like, there's just so much athleticism, talent, and high draft picks in that front seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't... That's where I kind of I kind of maybe snuck them a win or two. Yeah, I was going to say that. that. I mean, the, the corners are... Uh, yeah. But, like, Ken, Kendall Fuller's, like, the only guy you really trust. And, uh, I mean, Landon Collins is, is obviously quite good, but... Yeah. Um, Other than that, it's... it's uh, yeah. It, it, they'll be better, but it, I don't think it reflects in the record. Do you, uh, sorry, you, one last thing before we move on from Washington. We don't have to talk about them ever again. Um, do, is Dwayne Haskins the guy, or do you think they end up looking at quarterback in 2021? It, give I it, believe in... Yeah, go ahead. If they're in this situation to draft a Justin Fields or a Trevor Lawrence or a Trey Lance, do you think they would do it? I, You know I believe in Dwayne Haskins. Um, I'm not sure if they're sold... And I, I think maybe Lance and Fields not having 2019 tape and then being in that position maybe makes them lean on Haskins. If he – stick with Haskins, I should say. If he uh, if he puts together a solid year again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you get my point. Yeah, I do. So so if I were to bet, I, I say they stick with Haskins, but that's also – I like him. So. I also I, – I feel like Ron Rivera and him are going to kind of – Jive together, gel. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and like I, I don't know. I like Dwayne Haskins the person a lot, and I like Ron yeah, Rivera too. the person a lot too. And I just I don't me know. too. Um, I'm, like my feelings on Ron Rivera is I, I think he's a really good guy. He's a solid football coach. I, I, yeah, I think we said this when they hired him. It was he's not gonna be the guy to like get ma- you to the Super Bowl. Yeah, he, but like he's that. gonna be the guy to get you out of this shithole that you've been stuck in. <laughs> Yeah, and they just threw even more at him. In the offseason. Yeah, like he's and he, he he's done good too. Yeah, he he's gonna be the guy who pulls you out of these two to six win seasons and gets you to the eight, and eight maybe nine and seven, and you're the seven seed. Like, I don't know if he's the guy to take you further than that, but he's the adult in the room. I, he's the perfect hire for what they need right now. Is what I'm saying. I agree. I agree. Right. And um, I think that reflects with the next year winner too. Fair, sure. fair. I'll and see. we'll never talk about them again. So who, there we are. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, I don't even really want to talk about the Giants. Uh, I, I'm not a Joe Judge fan, but I don't even you know, know if I am because I just don't know anything about him, right? I think I think that's why I'm just saying I'm not because I uh, I'm not. You know, this, it's hard to sell a guy that you don't know. This anything about, offense right? could be fun though. 
right? You get <laughs> there's, there's if guys. Daniel Jones can stop fumbling. Okay, Saquon Barkley, Which top, top five running back. You've got yes. when healthy, an interesting receiver. Like Darius Slayton was one of the best rookies in the league last year. Correct. Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard just need to stay healthy. Evan Ingram is a mismatch nightmare when he's healthy. The yeah. offensive line is certainly better. Andrew Thomas is a really safe option. I mean, they they, they have the opt out of Nate Solder, which isn't hurts. It's not. You think Pert starts at right tackle week one now? No, I think Cam Fleming will. Okay, it's a friend of the show, Cam Fleming. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but I do think Pert is the the guy down the line. I think that's why they took him. Right, like uh, Nate Solder's yeah. been a disappointment in New York. Um, and, For sure. and Andrew Thomas and Pert are the future there. Uh, defensively. They're just, they're a really weird team. That's this is. is what's holding me back. Like I think their offense is more interesting than their defense. Even though I'm not a huge Daniel Jones guy, I think Daniel Jones can be an Alex Smith type of quarterback. It's it, the issue is that they have like three no tackles on the defensive line. <laughs> Sick. Yeah, le- legitimately, they keep the like, like Dexter Lawrence, BJ Hill, Dalvin Tomlinson are all like BJ's maybe a one tack, but the other oh and, like, Leonard, and then Le- Leonard Williams. I forgot the yeah, it, It's like, I don't know what their front is. It's really deep. Yeah. But they don't have a natural three-tech. No, it's weird. It's a weird group. It's like a bunch of one-techs and five-techs. <laughs> I don't know. And, the, and the, the other thing that doesn't help is they don't have a proven edge rusher either. So it's not... No. That That's kind of my big thing is they don't have... Well, sir... And, and they haven't Kyler, had enough. Kyler Fackrell. Yeah. They haven't had a, a consistent like Dave or Blake Martinez might be the best off ball linebacker they've had in some time, and I don't think he's great. If Ryan Ryan Conley looked good before he got hurt last yeah, year, yeah, he did. He I did. think those are the starters. I don't know four, four four wins is, and like they lose DeAndre Baker forever. Yeah. That was a waste of a first round pick, and yeah, they have just a lot of young guys in an unproven secondary. They don't have a really a. Do they have an outside corner that? No, like James Bradbury, it's fine. Is good. He'll be starting. Yeah. J- J- well, yeah, they paid him big time. James, yeah. I think James Bradbury is above average corner. Your safeties end up being Jabril Peppers and Xavier McKinney, who I love. Okay, Xavier the, McKinney, the sickest safety duo in the league. Okay. Darnay Holmes at nickel. But then your other corner is just, uh, yeah, yeah, not great. Corey Ballantyne, my boy. They they have a bunch of nickel options though, so they, that's that. that's what I'm saying. Like the 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 roster makeup defensively is just bizarre. <laughs> it's weird, yeah, it is. It is. Like I think I think like I don't see them winning less than four games, but I just don't see them winning more than six. I do think the offense will be competent. I do think Daniel Jones can be an Alex Smith type of quarterback, and they've done mm-hmm. a good job surrounding him with quality. So yeah. I just it's, I, just, we, it's, it's hard. a weird team. It's a weird team. It's hard to judge anything without seeing Joe Judge. No pun intended. <laughs> okay. Uh, I have Dallas winning the division. You have Philly, but we both have Dallas at nine and seven. You, uh, I yeah. know you just don't. You don't want to buy into Mike McCarthy really turning this around. That's exactly it. I, I need a year. Um, I think I said this last time we did it. He was eight and eight his first year in Green Bay, and then turned around and got to the playoffs. Went far. Did he win the Super Bowl second year? I can't remember. He might have. Um, third year, no fourth. Third year. No, didn't he take over in 06? Oh yeah, he was there for so far. Oh, six, seven, eight, oh, nine. Six Ten, years, fourth six year. Years. What? Six year? I, I don't know. know. We can't do math. Whatever. Who cares? No one cares. Uh, he got there eventually. Rob is the point. But yeah, I, 
I like the roster, even though you know there there's. I mean, Travis Frederick is gone. Um, the receivers are awesome. I I believe in Dak. They should have paid Dak. Yeah. I I think that's. I don't think that's going to affect Dak's season, but I I think that affects the whole shebang. If that makes any sense. Zeke's a stud. Like like this is a good they, football. They team, lose Byron Jones though. Jumpman's gone. Jump, yeah. Right. They they have some questions in the secondary. The D line the is, D, is outside of Tank Lawrence. You don't know for sure about anyone. Anyone like literally anyone like there's I mean Gerald McCoy he's going to show up and be good but 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 like he's, he's not like Gerald 33. McCoy yeah like he's no, not uh, yeah it, there's it's, just it's, a, it's, there's a lot of young guys in can unknowns. I frame it like that I'll frame it like this they're banking on Alden Smith they're also banking on Leighton Vander Esch getting healthy and being what he was as a rookie because he was not very good last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and they're banking Cal- on Jalen Smith getting even healthier and looking like yeah. Jalen Smith, 2018-2019, very good linebacker, but he he he's not. He still doesn't look like the guy that we saw at Notre Dame. No, no. Um, and then you know Diggs is going to be starting a rookie. In yeah, the secondary. I don't think he'll be starting. I honestly, I don't think he should be, but I, I bet you he will be. Um, the safety's still a question too. Yeah. Like they bring in Haha Clinton Dix, who's like just getting passed around as a. No, that's not. That feels offensive. Getting passed around like a napkin. Who shares napkins? That's a, that's a COVID foul there. Uh, COVID foul. What, we should have a no, like, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna ask what you were gonna say originally, but like a like a beach ball. It had to do okay? with clogging stuff. Okay. Just... Clogs like like Danish shoes. Yeah, he's clogging around. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, anyway I let's mean, move on from that. I love I love Jordan Lewis and Chidobia Wuzier, and I want to see them elevate themselves. I but... also love Mike Mike Nolan. Yeah, I think he's gonna make this. Like I love Rob Marinelli, but this defense just didn't blitz. Um, <laughs> and I think Mike Nolan's gonna bring a very different aspect to this. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they apparently are moving Jalen Smith to predominantly weak side, kicking Lander, uh, Leighton Van Der Esch predominantly to Mike. Um, I think the defense is going to be more exotic. Offensively, I, I trust Kellen Moore. Like, 9-7 and seven in winning division, like, it's not like they have a fantastic year, but I think that the, the, the coaching staff's going to be um, better than what's been there. And then also just, I mean, CeeDee Lamb. Adding that to what's yeah. already with Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and Zeke Elliott, one of the best offensive skill groups. And I, I, I think Dak's the best quarterback in the division. I, okay, so we're not there yet, but like, I think Wentz and Dak are so close. What gives but me – I give the nod to Dak because he's just healthy. Health? Yeah. yeah. No, I I put Wentz over Dak, but, like, I don't – I'm not going to knock anyone. It's, it's like I, they're, they're, like, the – Eighth and ninth best quarterback in the league. Yeah, we we've talked about this. I don't get situation. when people. Yeah, they are. I don't get when people like think Wentz is so much better than Dak. I'm like, oh, it's because he's white know. and they're racist. That's my that take. May, probably. Um, but speaking of Wentz, that's always going to be a goddamn question: is if he can stay healthy, um, which you're never sure of, man. But like, I don't know. Like, are are the Eagles worse? They can't be, right? I, I mean. Their linebacker situation is potentially catastrophic. Like it, it's it's one of the worst linebacker situations I've ever seen. <laughs> it's true. Their their offensive line is is gonna 
be a like it's a transition year, right? I know Jason I mean, Peters still there, but he's playing guard. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, it is a transition year, even though it's they're in better shape than a lot of transition year offensive lines. Well, very, but, very much so. But it, obviously, it's just like it. Yeah, they lose Brandon Brooks, one of the best guards in the league already. Yeah, yeah. they're transitioning with Andre Dillard taking over at left tackle and kicking Jason Peters to guard, who's basically just. Yeah. I don't know if he's there if Brandon Brooks doesn't get hurt. And then yeah. you need Lane Johnson to stay healthy, and Jason Kelsey kind of like he was considering retiring this offseason, right? It feels mm-hmm. like it, it's a transition year. It's a better transition year than most offensive lines, but it's still a transition year. Wide receiver is still a question. Like exactly, it, there's more talent, but you 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 can't bank on anyone there, right? Like um, Deshaun they, Jackson's your only proven. Guy and he just and was didn't he was just hurt all last year. He, he's hurt and only getting older, which is not a good thing for a receiver. And then, you, but you got two tight ends that you can bank on seven yeah. days a week, which yeah. is good. Yeah, but, but it's not good when uh, it's Zacherts, Dallas Goddard, and then your top receiver is Greg Ward. <laughs> yeah, Jalen Rager, I think, is gonna have some sort of immediate impact. I 100% agree. I think he's going to have... I, honestly, I kind of think all these top rookie receivers are going to have I, special years. I also think they're going to do a really good job getting Miles Sanders involved as a pass catcher. Yeah, yeah. He flashed that kind of like in bunches as a rookie. and Yeah, yeah he wasn't consistent game to game, but you, I mean, you just saw the capabilities of him as an explosive player. And I think, yeah, yeah they'll, they'll just do a better job getting him involved. And defensively, I mean, again, 9-7 for me, 10-6 for you. Yep. Both of us have them in the playoffs. The The D-line is just... Howie Roseman knows how to build depth in the lines. It's, yeah. like It's ridiculous. Okay, first of all, Vinnie Curry signed... How many times has Vinnie Curry signed with the Philadelphia Eagles? Like, like it's like his fourth time. <laughs> Vinnie Curry, one of the like most consistent backup edges in the league. Yeah, underappreciated for sure. Um, the fact... I mean, yeah, the fact, I mean uh, okay, so Fletcher Cox, all pro. Yeah. They, obviously, Brandon Graham, consistently one of the most underrated players in the league. Derek Barnett hasn't lived up to where he was taken, but he's been a good football player. Yes. They signed Malik Jackson last year. He immediately got hurt, but he's back this year. Josh Sweat's flashed some stuff. <laughs> and then they bring in Javon Hargrave, who, as a Steelers fan, I think was one of the most underappreciated football players in the league. I know you love him, yeah. too. And yeah. now he's in a system where he's not going to be playing nearly as much one-tech and nose and giving given more one-on-one situations and pass rush opportunities, and I think he's going to really explode this year. Yeah, I agree. And then on the back end, Darius Slay's there, which is absolutely huge for that secondary. Yeah. The, Other the than secondary that, went, well, the secondary went from just being fucking spare parts to having a pro bowler, guys who have played a lot of snaps. Because of be- past Because of past injuries. And, Which is now good for them, yeah. And and, and and some interesting young guys. Like, I think Kevon Wallace is a really good fit. I think when you just look at this whole thing and you put Doug Peterson on top of it, uh, I, I'm banking on them, this whole thing, to, to win the division. I'm banking on a classic Cowboys-Eagles coming down to Week 17, like, yeah. for a division. Th- what they, they play... They play week 16, and I, I think I kind of had it for the division. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, all right, let's rank the QBs 10 to 1. This division is more fun. At 10, you know what I had to do, baby? Kyle. My boy, Nate Sudfeld. Oh, what? You didn't put Kyle Letta? No, Kyle Letta doesn't cross. He's 11 for me, Rob. Okay. <laughs> Nine, Colt McCoy. He's got to make it too, baby. Uh, eight, Kyle Allen. Finish your Seven, J- a seven Jalen Hurts, 
Six, I, I put him here just out of respect, Rob. Alex Smith. Okay, I didn't include him, but I respect that a lot. If he, I mean, if, he, I, if, he, if he's healthy, he's five. Or he's probably higher than five. He's probably, yeah, exactly. he's probably three. <laughs> yeah, he probably is. Um, let me say this. Alex Smith... Okay, hold on. Uh, can Alex Smith not play a down this year and win comeback player of the year? I... The, doesn't that feel like something I the think NFL if he's on an do. active roster... If he's on yep. the active roster, like, let's say he's a QB2 all year, whether he plays or not, I think he should win it. <laughs> like, yeah, the fa- he, like, the fact that he's even participating in on-field shit now, it's insane. Yeah. Yeah, he's... he's uh, spoilers. I picked him because I could see that happening. And there wasn't, like, too much else in the division. Well, I anyway. picked someone else who's been cut since, so... <laughs> so now I've uh, also picked Alex Smith. The top five is interesting, and I, I got a little funky here, Rob, just out of fun. Fifth, I got uh, Daniel Jones. I put our boy Haskin at four over him. Put Andy Dalton three, and then Dak and Wentz two and one. Okay, I go Kyle at a ten. Nate Sudfield Respect. nine. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Kyle Allen eight. Colt McCoy seven. <laughs> Andy Dalton six. Jalen Hurts five. I'm a Jalen Hurts believer. Four Daniel Jones. Three Dwayne Haskins as well. I I mean. I feel like after one year, you have to just trust your original evaluation, especially when a guy I, like Dwayne yeah. Haskins didn't play and a guy like Daniel Jones played everything. Exactly. That's Completely different kind of... situations. Carson Wentz, two. Mm-hmm. Dak Prescott, one. It's, it, it's That was definitely more interesting than the AFC East. Yes. Uh, okay, MVP? Carson Wentz. Dak Prescott. And I feel like your second choice was Dak and mine was Wentz. Of course, absolutely, yeah. Uh, it's uh, to me, it's whoever's team wins the division would be probably 100%. the MVP. Uh, offensive player of the year. I went with Zeke. Okay, I went with Saquon Barkley, but those were my, Zeke would it, be my second choice. Yeah, those were my my top two. But like, if the Giants go four and twelve, just kind of no shot. Um. Yeah. No, that's fair. I just think he'll put up such great numbers as long as he he's will. healthy. That he will. Um, that he he can be considered uh, defensive player of the year, Demarcus Lawrence. I want Jalen Smith. Okay, but okay. because I think part part of Tank Lawrence in a bad situation where he's gonna be double teamed yeah. all the time. No, that's true. His like last year he was awesome, and people think he wasn't good just because the sack production wasn't the same. That's true. Uh, yeah. I think Jalen Smith moving to Will is gonna be huge, and he's gonna put up some massive numbers and. The Cowboys also have extra eyes on them more than usual this yeah. year, too, because of the coaching change. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. No, I, I definitely agree. Offensive rookie of the year? CeeDee Lamb. It's hard to pick anyone else. I I actually slotted Andrew Thomas second. Oh, really? I, I would put Rager second. I put Rager third. I think Rager's going to have a big year. I hope so, but I, I just you don't know with that Eagles receiver room. It's true. And but, I love Jalen uh, Rager, and I think he's the, he's the kind of he was the, the 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 right pick for them. Is C.D. Lamb gonna have the best rookie receiver year of all time? Uh, no, of this group. Uh, yes, because he's got the best quarterback hmm. and has the least stress in terms of they already have a. Legit wide receiver one versus uh, not that Cortland Sutton isn't, but you don't know with Drew Locke and Jerry Ju- like for Jerry Judy and then for Henry Ruggs, I just I can't buy into Derek Carr. Uh, yeah, correct. I th- I th- <laughs> is it gonna be the best season of all time? <laughs> no, no. 
But okay, over under eight hundred fifty receiving yards for CD Lamb, and I think it's that the, the the problem will be Mel's um, to feed. Yes. Also, Anthony Lynn revealed in opening scene of Hard Knocks he has COVID nineteen or had COVID nineteen. Do you think? I just read that too. That feels kind of weird that they played it up that way. But anyway, yeah, it is. Um, that's why I wasn't going to bring it up. Ah, uh, uh, it's a tough number. That's a good number. I know. Uh, I think he'll be in the eight hundreds. Me too, for sure. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna take the over. Okay, it's more fun. I'll take the over. It's more fun. Defensive rookie of the year. Tough one in this division. Yeah, Chase Young, no brainer. Chase Young over under eight and a half sacks. Over. I know. I know. There's a bit of a rotation, but I, I think he's just going to be permanently. I mean, he's being thrown into a very similar situation to Nick Bosa. Yes, very much so. Um, second choice for Rookie of the Year. I think that gets really interesting because it, it drops huge, and there's some I, weird names. I picked Xavier McKinney. Okay, I, I think that would be my pick. Two, um, I don't think he's David like, Taylor in the mix because he's got the chance to do maybe. It? I I feel like I feel like he won't get on. Like I think they're going to be certain Nathan Jerry and TJ Edwards <laughs> probably. No, yeah, McKinney would be my second choice. Um, McKinney just feels like a guy where he's probably he, he won't put up like super flashy numbers. He's just going to be like his PFF grade is going to be good all year. You know what I mean? Like he's <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he's no. going to be an above average starter from the jump. I love Xavier McKinney, and I think he's he's going to make a couple Pro Bowls in his career. Retweet. Uh, O-line of the year. I want Dallas, but that's a... There's we, more we questions. We talked about Philly. It's more... Yeah. They have less questions than Philly. It's more questions than Dallas normally has on their O-line, but less questions than Philly in terms of... If Tyron Smith's healthy, Leal yep. Collins is healthy, that's the best book and tackle group in the league. Yep. Zach Martin's the best guard in football. And then some combination of Connor Williams, Tyler Biadish, Joe Looney, and Connor McGovern are starting at center and left guard. I just don't know. Who. Uh, yeah, at the very least, that's deep. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Connor Williams gets the left guard job, and of, of course you are. I yeah. bet Joe Looney starting week one at center, but not by week seventeen. Okay, I like that. I like both of those predictions. Thank you. I'm good at them. Comeback player of the year. We're agreeing, Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. Alden Smith also interesting. Oh, I honestly I didn't think about that when I was picking. That's interesting. Uh, Evan Ingram, I guess, in the mix. I don't. know. Yeah, but I mean, like, give it to Alex Smith if he's active over Evan Ingram yes. having his own three yards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good division for most improved player. I, it is, and I had to pick JGR Siegel Whiteside. Rob, I had to do it, man. I know we we sold him down the river in our <laughs> in our end season show last year. But remember, I loved him going into the draft, so I had to pick him. I have too much. Uh, it's a sunk cost fallacy for me, Rob. <laughs> too much invested. I'm gonna go and, and try to. I tried to because I cheated kind of with the with the Nikhil Harry pick in the AFC. So I tried to go with a guy who's a couple of years in. Who, although I really wanted to pick Trey Quinn, um, <laughs> I picked Sidney Jones. Okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. I, I think that. I mean that that. Corner opposite Darius Slay is open. Sidney uh, yes. Jones has has played significant snaps for them, and I think Nickel Roby Coleman's going to win the nickel job. And I think Sidney Jones is the the most upside option as their other outside Agreed. corner. So I'm, I'm ready. It'll be Rasul Douglas, though. Baby. I'm, oh God, I'm ready for Sidney Jones to look like the guy he looked like before the injury yeah. um, training for the draft. Yeah, uh, agreed. Breakout player. I'm with a. 
lower key one, uh, not a Pro Bowl yet. I, I want to see Tony Pollard get used in this offense more because he was damn good, and they didn't use him enough last year. Um, and I think uh, maybe Killamore gets the gets the go ahead from old Mike this year. I really thought you were going to pick Javon Hargrave. Okay, you know what? My issue is I pick him every year. I know you and did. To me, that's what I thought. To me, to me, he's already there. Yeah, no, that's fair. That, no, 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 that's totally fair. Um, so I was going to cop out and pick him. I like the Tony Pollard uh, pick. I also I got a sec. Yeah, go ahead. Who's your second pick? I kind of like Montez Sweat in that rotation. Like, not a big jump. I know he had, what, like seven sacks? A pretty good rookie year. But uh, in that rotation, he's going to get lots of chances just to unleash, unleash that athleticism. Interesting. Um, I think Miles Sanders is an option here, too, just because mm-hmm. he's they're going to use him more. His usage rate's going to go up. For sure. Uh, I went with Jonathan Allen. So, Jonathan Allen's been really, really good for Washington when healthy. Yep. And now he, with Chase Young added to that group that's already got, obviously, you mentioned Sweat. They've got Kerrigan. They got Deron Payne. Like, I just think Jonathan Allen's going to have more pass rushing opportunities, yeah. especially they're, they're going to be playing even more even fronts where I think Jonathan Allen can pin his ear back and be a, be a penetrating three tech, which he's, mm-hmm. he's like naturally a five tech, but I don't know. He's just a really good fucking football player, and that's what he was yes. at Alabama. And he's just yeah. always been very, very good and less flashy than than a lot of guys, but so For much sure. just good fucking football player. It's a good front seven. It's man. fun. Hey, Washington might like literally outside of the Jets, every NFL team is interesting this year. <laughs> like I, it, it, it truly though, it's one of the most exciting years ever. That's why I really hope this season happens. Yeah, uh, Coach of the Year, Doug Peterson. I picked Doug Peterson too because I hate Mike McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, if I mean, they, I don't. Even my, my, I don't. Well, think, I think if, I think Kellen Moore's the X factor for Dallas anyway. So I, I picked him for assistant coach. Me too. Me too. Uh, Let me say this though: I, like, even if McCarthy gets him back to the playoffs, like he's he'll be a coach of the year candidate. But I don't think he should win. The roster's too good. It's like, eh, it was more know. Jason Garrett underachieving than it will be exactly. Mike McCarthy overachieving. So exactly. Yeah. Um, GM of the year. Howie Roseman. Yeah, it's hard to pick against Howie. I love Howie. I know. Just, well, yeah, I don't think he's actually going to win, but he's the best in that division. So Most definitely. All right, next show uh, will be in a couple days when we uh, break down SEC draft prospects because the SEC is playing this year, baby. And then we'll continue with AFC and NFC North. So, uh, thanks. Uh, Adam Gase. <laughs>